The opinions and viewpoints expressed in .NET Rocks are not necessarily those of its sponsors or of Microsoft Corporation, its partners, or employees. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, which is solely responsible for its content. Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter. Hey Rockheads, fire up your Fjord Mustang and listen up. It's time for another stellar episode of .NET Rocks, the internet audio talk show for .NET developers with Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell. This is Lawrence Ryan announcing show number 458 with guests Scott Hanselman and Phil Hack, recorded live at the NDC in Oslo, Norway, Wednesday, June 17, 2009. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net training developers to work smarter and now offering dotnet nuke video training with chris hammond from engage software on dvd dnr tv style order your copy now at www.franklins.net support is also provided by telerik combining the best in windows forms and asp.net controls with first class customer service online at www.telerik.com and by grape city data dynamics Makers of ActiveReports.net, simple, powerful, and cost-effective reporting for Windows Forms and ASP.NET Web applications. Online at www.datadynamics.com. Support is also provided by Code Magazine, the leading independent magazine for .NET developers. Online at www.code-magazine.com. And now, the man who just got back from Oslo with a bad case of Norwegian wood... Carl Franklin. In my living room. Hey, Norway! Welcome to .NET Rock! Yeah! <laughs> wow, man. They're enthusiastic, but they run out of steam. Yeah, I know, it's true. <laughs> well, it's almost toward the end of the day, and the beer is, uh, is cold and ready and waiting, and they, they just want to get And the only thing between... With. Them and the beer is us. us. (laughs) That's unfortunate. (laughs) So we are here at NDC, the Norwegian Developers Conference. Hey! Wow. It's a shorter chair. Amazing. Yeah, they're good, though. (laughs) Yeah, they are good. And uh, Scott Hanselman and Phil Hack are on stage with us. Hi, guys. (laughs) They got a little bit of a hey. Hello. (laughs) How's it going? I'm well. How are you? I'm in Norway, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) You it's too, amazing. huh? It's happening to everybody. What a coincidence. <laughs> I saw the tweet. Yeah. You saw the tweet. <laughs> yeah. 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 This, that's the fastest Twitter stream I've ever seen. Like, it's just constantly going by. People are Twittering about this show. Oh, and there's good stuff on there. Yeah, oh, it is. It's very intellectual. I love the Twitter. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying there's I'm good twid. stuff on there. You're on the Twitter? Oh, Twitter's? I'm a twit. You're a twit? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I like the Twitters. It's kind of like a bunch of pipes. <laughs> <laughs> series of tubes. A series of tubes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're just talking about what's new and cool because you, Scott, you're like the Uber geek who's always up. Scott Hansman, by the way, has the list of tools and toys that bar none is the best I've ever seen. If on the it's internet. been written, I've installed it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've rebuilt my machine a lot. And Phil, of course, you guys did a talk together here. What was that We did. About? We did the Ha Ha Show. So what was it about? Uh, we, basically, I would write an application, and Phil would hack, hack into it. <laughs> and then I would fix it, and then he would hack into it again. And we did this several times. We kind of iterated over it. And then to the point where the audience was afraid to start uh, web development. Yeah. You've now yeah. terrified yeah. everybody. Phil, Which nicely nice. done. Yeah, nice. our goal was empower people, but no, we just scared them away. That's good. What was the, the scariest thing? Give us a little juicy, juicy the, tidbit. The scary part was when I started... HTML encoding everything and encoding everything, and he still was able to break in because HTML coding is not AJAX encoding is not. Da, 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 da. Well, yeah. What do you mean by break in? Did you have some authentication that he was uh, breaking well, through? Well, so let, let me give you one example. We had a banking site, and I could transfer money from place to place, and then uh, I thought it was secure, and I'd set the thing up fairly nicely. And then, well, how I, did you set it up? Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, so I had, a, I had a form, and I had to be logged in. I'd put authentication Forms on. Forms authentication? You know. Yeah, I mean, I had you know, authorization. You needed to have the okay. cookies, ASP.NET, authentication and authorization. All right. You couldn't do anything on this. You were logged in. Yeah. And then I got this email from my good buddy, Phil Hack, that said, check out the picture, uh, this, this video, rather, of a hamster on a piano. <laughs> and who doesn't like seeing hamsters on pianos, I, right? You know, I, I, like hamsters. Resist. Yeah. I like hamsters, and I like pianos, so I figured I would be great. So I click on it, and it takes me to his website, which then generates a fake form post with JavaScript. And then because I was already logged into my banking site, he basically form posted over sideways to my site and, in, and you know, started a transfer to take money away from me. So it's a cross-site request forgery attack, or what's known as C-Surf. You're a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was Don't no hamster. That. It was bad. Then you never saw the hamster? I never saw the hamster. So at least give them the hamster while you're stealing his money. That's a good point. Well, no, you, he Maybe had a little hamster. headline video. Though. That's just true. So are you Actually, basically saying that. forms authentication is broken? No, it had nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, the no, issue no. was that it was, uh, it was like TiVo. They don't have TiVo here in Norway. They have DVRs, right? Digital video recorders? Right. right. So he DVR'd me, right? He basically played back what I was doing. So what you do, and you, this happens in web forms or in MVC, is you make some unique secret that is mm. unique to that form post that yeah. you can then authenticate on the server side. So the client right. and the server, you basically put a GUID or some cryptographically significant mm -hmm. in bit of information inside of a, uh, a hidden form field, kind of like view state, such yeah. that I can validate it when yeah, it comes back. This sort of attack is a variant of a confused lensman attack. Lensman. <laughs> Oh, I feel sorry. so much it, more educated oh, now. For you Americans, it's a confused deputy. So <laughs> oh, okay. the thing is, I the if his browser will run JavaScript, you can't do a cross-site you know, request, right? But right. you can do a cross-domain uh, form post, right? If you just have a form that posts to some URL and right. you do document.form.submit, sure. it no, will post that yeah. form. I wasn't validating that the post, specifically user input, was really for me. Ah. ah, right. So, ah. because as far as the website's con uh, concerned, a form post happened. The cook, the authenticated cookie was just still, was still active. In. Right. Okay. Was sent. So everything's you know kosher. All right. Well, I'm still very afraid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The internet is not not safe. The but coolest thing I have seen uh, across my uh, mail server, listservs, and Twitter accounts mm -hmm. has been Project Natal. Natal. Have you seen this, Project Natal? Make some noise if you have. Yay. All right, only a few of you. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no uh, Project Natal, tell us, uh, first of all, it's basically an Xbox add-on that's coming soon where there's no controller. You just 
move around, and it figures out what you're doing. When did video games become forms of exercise? This is not right. It's the Wii Fit, I think. It's <laughs> about me sitting down and doing nothing, just yeah. twitching my thumbs. I like people who get up uh, and spend hours trashing the house looking for the remote So I got don't want to go so to I, the TV. So I got a Wii Fit, right? And I'm like, oh, all right, I'm tell the wife. All right, we're going to get a Wii Fit. Now we'll be in- incentivized to exercise, right? There you yeah. go. And I didn't realize that it was the stupidest thing I'd ever done <laughs> until, until I found myself in my living room going like this and I'm looking at a picture of me running look it's just like we're running and then I'm like why am I not running I could actually go outside and run you'll actually see something it wouldn't have cost me anything which is kind of the thing about Natal right it's like look it's like we're bowling right yeah 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 of course we could we could just go bowling too yeah so what have you heard about Project Natal so you know so to be clear I work for Microsoft but they don't talk to me Right. right. Yeah. So yeah, and they're smart not to talk they're to smart you. Actually, because they know you talk to everyone else. That I'll come to Norway and tell everyone about That's right. it. So what I know is this: I know that uh, there's this guy named Johnny Chung Lee, yeah, who is a researcher at Microsoft. And years and years and years ago, he's on the web. You can search for this guy. He did this cool thing with the Wii remote, where he took a Wii remote, which is actually a, a sensor, not an emitter. It's not a remote control, as it is a receiver. He took this thing that you usually point at the TV, and he put it up on uh, the television set pointing at him. And then he had this donut-shaped LED kind of giant flashlight that pointed at himself. And he put shiny stickers on his fingers so he could move the reference point. So those became the lights that the the little bar emits. So Johnny is a guy who's big on revolutionizing human-computer interaction. And this guy, I mean, if you're a real true geek, you've seen these videos on YouTube, and you know this guy's a god, right? So imagine 150 people just like him. Yeah. PhDs and stuff, all hidden somewhere at Microsoft in an undisclosed location, maybe in, a, in some kind of a bunker. Bunker somewhere, yeah. Right? Maybe a bunker of a some bunker. kind. Some kind of a bunker, maybe. Maybe yeah. a bunker. Possibly a bunker. And, I'm thinking um, out maybe a bunker. It's true. Hopefully that's not a dirty word in Norwegian. Yeah. We find out. Yeah, and then we bunker. That's like yeah. laughing. Yeah. Bing! So then... <laughs> We'll get to Bing. Right. We'll yeah. get to Bing later. So, so Johnny is brilliant, and he was doing this stuff like by himself in his garage, and yeah. it was amazing. So then he joins Microsoft, and no one tells me what this guy's working on. He's just, just one. He, he just disappeared, too, right. for a and, while. And I'm not saying Johnny like, invented Natal. I'm saying that there are like this amazing, awesome guy. Like Get it in your mind how big this guy is, right. and then imagine 150 other dudes like that with like extra degrees. Just, hey, oh, look, okay. look, I'm a PhD again. Oh, it's in my pocket. <laughs> Lots of them. And they're coming up with this thing, and it's basically multiple cameras, I guess, that sits on your, uh, yeah. in front of your TV there. And it's right. not just a camera that sees you. It's yeah, a like, bunch of cup. It's a bunch of them. Like, you know, IR camera, see how hot you are, and see how far away you are. There's a depth uh, and it can recognize between you and your aunt and your sister and, right. and everything. Fa- so facial recognition. So if, some, if your mother walks through, it will recognize her as someone not you and exactly. not take its tracking off of you. Right. And, there's, and, and the thing I think is significant is that there's skeletal, the skeletal recognition. So it's like putting what? those – there's like putting – you know, you could put dots on yourself, right, and do motion capture, yeah. right? So I think the idea is that they know that you're probably human-shaped. Right, there's a non- some of us are, some yeah. of us aren't. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's a very high probability. Some of us probability. more resemble a pear Indeed. or a piece of fruit. Or yeah. something. The assumption is, though, that you are largely shaped like a human. So you go up and you assert your humanness. And you go, hey, it's me, I'm a human. Are you human sure? Data yes, search. I'm sure. And then they, then they can start tracking you. So they figure, I think you go like this, and you like calibrate okay. or something. I don't know, maybe. I'm All making right. this up. 
And, uh, <laughs> and then as you go, they can actually, t- and then there's a depth perception aspect of things. So they yeah. can see you going this way and you see you going that way. And then once they've started tracking you, you can do, you can play handball, you can bowl or whatever. You can drive a car like this and they're yeah, figuring th- it all out in real time. Yeah, I was talking with Mark Miller, who happens to live in my town now, which is awesome. In a terrifying sort of way. <laughs> in a yeah. terrifying sort of way. And uh, he's, he's like, you know, I saw the video, and I, I, I just can't think of anything I'd ra- rather not do than change a tire like this. <laughs> and holding up your right, hands. That's like, the demo that they showed. The it's like, oh, this, yeah, guy's, yeah. this guy's driving a car. And, oh, I'm having fun. I'm driving a car. Yeah, yeah, I'm driving a car. And then suddenly it's like, okay, Dad, he's I'll pull him to the pit stop. Yeah. And now you with get to smile pretend, on his face. He's right. going, but he's pretending to change tires. But the other thing is, you're pretending to pump gas. If you're if you're holding your arms out driving, something. If you're holding your arms out driving something, your arms tend to get tired because you're not holding on to anything. Whereas if you got a controller. You're sort of re- if you're driving a car, oh, you're resting point. them on the yeah. steering wheel. So you know this is this thing is more of an assault on the Wii Fit than, <laughs> than we might think. I uh, I think it's going to be cool. I don't know I what they're going to so do too. with it, but at the same time, as much as I like the idea of the Wii, it has ultimately become a two hundred and fifty dollar tennis simulator. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, tell me, tennis does anyone here play anything other than tennis on the uh, Wii? You know, the is only the thing that's fun about the Wii is showing it to people who haven't seen the Wii. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just sits at my house so I can show it to oh, relatives man. when they come over for the first time and then watch yeah. their faces, and then it's over. Some but, of the games are pretty, pretty horrible. I, I, I love the fact that if you get, when you get really good with tennis, you figure out how little movement you actually need to make. Oh, yeah. At this oh, point, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> you sit on the couch go... <laughs> 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 but, how are you um, doing that? You know, like, oh, yeah. It really knows what you're doing, right? You make yeah. sure you give it a good backhand. Yeah, it knows, right. No, it doesn't. No, no, no it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the boxing game, you know, you can just go and tie yourself out or just yeah. shake it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah just shake so, it. Yeah, we're boxing. <laughs> I play, I play uh, tennis with my seven-year-old. My tiny fist. My seven-year-old. And you know in tennis how you get a certain spin on it or something and it goes really fast. It goes, <laughs> like you can see like the, the jet speed yeah, coming yeah. Off, jet stream coming up behind it. So she, I'm just going like this and it's doing it. And she's like, Dad, don't do that. That's not fair. I'm like, I'm trying not to. I'm going really slow and it's going, peel, peel, I'm trying to let you her see, win. The, the, the Wii has got the Wii Motion Plus now, which yeah. is an extra gyroscope that's supposed to make it really care what you're doing. All right, so I want to get back to Natal, because the All first right. time we heard about this, the, the RD alias, which is in a mailing list that we, that we belong to, um, was buzzing with people who were having ideas of business applications. That you could use this for. Hmm. Well, what business it, could you possibly? So, <laughs> but it immediately goes to the you, minority you know report you interface. If you could right? predict crime ah, ahead yeah, of time, go. then uh, you could potentially you could, <laughs> could go you know, find the crime. There's always that, that most early adopter of all all technology, right? Yeah. Yeah. The porn industry? Is yeah, that where okay. you're going? Yeah. Uh, you know, this is what you decide to, to chime porn, in, right? This is where you... <laughs> that's probably where... Well, you know, Carl. <laughs> that goes, goes beyond porn, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Bunker! So, so, so I also saw that Hitachi Bing. has a TV remote that's a, a gesture-based remote. And we were watching a, right. a video of this. It's sort of like using the iPod, it, it, you know, where you have the circular controllers. 
Um, you, and sort of like the carousel that you have in WPF to select channels where you see videos, uh, you know, a video of what's on the channel, and you just do wave your hand to the left and to the right, and then you pick one by going forward. Hmm. Just, but that's just like a simple little interface. But, I mean, so if you apply those kind of gestures to business applications, I'm sure. Well, I've got four monitors. I would love to be able to, in all seriousness. Is anyone taking me seriously here? No one's taking yeah. me seriously. I'd love to be able to go and <laughs> What do you guys think? Business applications for this? Name one. Name I, one. I, I I'm can't. saying the only That's business the application I can think of is moving my window from there to there. Yeah. <laughs> but, I would love to yeah. do that. Type, 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 mouse, mouse, mouse. I, I think you guys are lacking in imagination, just like me right. at the yeah. moment. How about, yeah. da, 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 carriage return, line feed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the typewriter. We can replicate the typewriter. <laughs> All this technology. You gotta get the, the power of the penny and processor. <laughs> bong, 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 bong. And it goes bing when you do that. And like, yep. And just, a line just the thought, you know. I yeah. put, but I, I got one of those HP Touch Marts and put it in the kitchen. Right. And the family uses it constantly. Really? Really, really do use it. Now They're tell right. us how you really feel about the HP Touch Smart. Well, it, the software has issues. There's no two ways about it, right? Nears, I can tell the only thing wrong with the Touch Smart is it was made by Hewlett Packard. But the, uh, the, I'm just saying. But I watch the kids actually Not putting Packard notes Bell, on it, though. taking pictures, and they use the machine. It's a steadily yeah. used machine. What do they it's use the it kitchen. for? Recipes? They they use it to make notes about what they want in the ki- in the fridge that's not there already. Really? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the girls are keeping their you know where their babysitting schedule and so forth. They, what, they wouldn't you rather it. have it built into the fridge itself? No, I don't think it's that actually connected with the fridge. It's really right beside the fridge. He can't really sit down in front of the fridge and go to work. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Although yourself, I've tried. I, I've had days like that. <laughs> yeah. I had a year like that once. Kind of think of it. Um, but no, that, I'm a, you know, you know, I built, I built the, this arcade machine. And I'm ready to build a big ass table. So yeah. you want to move your hands in front of your monitor like this? I want to. I'm going to build the oh, surface. Let I'm me building tell you a something. surface from scratch. I, you know, I. I'm in the recording engineering uh, myself, so I've always wanted, as for seven or eight years, as near as I can tell, I've wanted to have a virtual mixing board. And then when they Ooh. came out with a Surface, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the so one." That's yeah. that's what you know. So now with over fifteen thousand dollars, you can have a virtual <laughs> mixing board or get some Velcro on a real mixing board. That's nice, actually. Just put that on your table yeah. right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the real mixing board being about a thousand dollars. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> you guys. All right. Why all do you want you. a virtual mixing board? No, I don't know anything about mixing boards. No, I don't no, know. I know you don't. And that's why I'm not going to go into it. So, um, do you want to? Do you, are they, do you want to change so, them? So, so first of all, so digital has revolutionized the recording industry, and all of the really good stuff that is being used right now is being used on computers. I, I don't have mixing boards anymore. Everything comes into my studio through a preamp uh, and then goes right in, and I use software. Yeah. To control everything, but there um, are software programs that give you the mixing board interface, right. but I it's see. on a screen and you're mouse. Actually, with it. there are hardware interfaces that control the software, mm. like fake but mixing boards. But if you had tactile, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, they're not fake mixing boards. They're mixing boards that are controlling the right, software. Right. Well, they're fake in the sense that they're like a joystick that looks like a mixing board. Yeah, it's, all the all the physical controllers yeah, even are like there. Final it's scratch like, where you like have to control the, the software. It's like that Xbox controller. Did you get that one? It was like a $200 Xbox controller that was only for one game that played a mech. It was like this big. It was like, no. it was like playing a big Japanese robot. That's awesome. It was like $180. You guys laugh about Rock Band, you know, but this thing was a, <laughs> you know, and, and you just, you'd sit there and you feel like you're in a, in a mech. So what I'm saying so is, better. you know, if if it's all in software, you can you can upgrade the features, you can mm. do mm. closely. Are you, you going to build one? 
Now. No, no, no. I'm just waiting for it. I'm going to build one. So you're <laughs> going to build a surface. I'm going to build a surface. Well, so how are you going to make the sensors work? How am I going to make it? Well, yeah. let me just tell I'm you. I'm just going after <laughs> really, the order. I'm glad you I'm asked really, going to order the Carl, no, Carl going to cut me off? Of though? the surface. I know how difficult the sensor system Nonsense. is for the surface. Nonsense. Child's play. Okay. All right. <laughs> Step one, get a table. Nice. Right. <laughs> That's a hell of a start there. You like that? You're rolling, you know, man. Oh, yeah. awesome. Keep going. Here I go. No, yeah. And so, the left so, is left for the reader. Yeah, yeah. It's an exercise. For the then reader. a miracle right. happens. Yeah, so then a miracle happens, and then you just put your hands on it, and stuff yeah, happens. Exactly. No, so you get a big piece of, uh, of, of uh, like, Lexan or... P- yep. p- and there's, there's a website called, um, I think it's called Nui Group, N-U-I Group, Natural User Interface Group, and they've right. got a PDF you can download to tell you step-by-step how to do this. Wow. You get a piece, big piece of Lexan, and you get some IR-emitting LEDs. Right. And you build a frame around your big, giant piece of plexiglass. And you have to make sure that you use a laser or a really, really, really fine uh, sandpaper to make sure that the edges are completely smooth. You build a frame around that with about every couple of inches, the LED pointed inside to flood the piece of plexiglass with this light. IR light. IR okay. light. Okay. And then you take a piece of like a butcher paper or like literally butcher paper, like the kind of you would kill a cow and then you get the paper. I don't know where the paper comes from. Maybe it's in the cow somewhere. It comes from the cow. <laughs> you get some butcher paper or some kind of wax paper, right? And you, you put it over, the, over this thing. And when you put your hands on it, 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 it breaks the light. Distorts it. Distorts it so that then a, uh, a camera underneath can see it. And you basically put a filter, a visible light filter, on a regular webcam. Most people use a PlayStation 3, I think it's called a PSI or something like that, PlayStation I. You, you pop it open, replace it with a visible light filter so it can only see the IR. And then when you break that light with your, with your fingertips, you just need a little bit to do it. Then you can see that. And then there's software that you can get, open source software, that will spot your fingers. And, and but make, how do you see what the computer is showing you through the butcher paper? So there's a camera in the... In the no, a camera sees fine, but how do you see the screen? Ah, okay, so then you get a, a projector. You either get a short throw projector or you get a medium throw one and you mount it kind of up towards the top and you get a mirror and you bounce it down and then back up again. And All you, right, but there's butcher paper there, though. The butcher paper is... Um, transparent proje- butcher paper. Well, it's transparent-ish. Oh, okay. And, and then you're projecting against that okay. paper. Like you're projecting so, against something like wait. this and then you see that through the thing. What's the total cost of the setup? Yeah, a couple hundred bucks. Depends on whether or not you can steal a projector. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's like someone just, asked me how much it cost to build my arcade machine. It's about four hundred dollars. you know, but I had a bunch of stuff. I had the monitor and I had the yeah. computer. You know, and the right. Microsoft Surface is about ten grand. Fifteen. Fifteen. So aren't they the, pissed at you right now? Well, yeah. not unless they hear this. Still, <laughs> but you know the thing that they, the I'm, I'm going to build it. You watch the thing that the Surface has that that doesn't have is this image recognition. Like when you see the Surface in its in its uh, default mode, where it's actually showing what you can see, it can identify faces and dollar bills and who's like, putting their face on a big ass table. Well, it really ad- <laughs> mine will recognize your butt. It really yeah. identifies. <laughs> it really identifies tags. But and, it, and it also no, I'm not tags. saying that I yeah. can make the surface for a buck fifty in my no. house, yeah. but I am saying I can make a giant remote control that looks like a table, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is basically really the what same you're after, thing. Yeah. And then next thing you do is I'll make a virtual mixing board and I'll sell it to Carl. Absolutely, <laughs> that's awesome. I do think that the combination of of a surface like object, a table that has a screen on it and is able to be sensitive. At, and a screen up on the wall working together has interesting yes. possibilities. Combined with yeah. Project Natal. I'm just saying, you could make a whole dance dance revolution thing. No? Okay. If Natal comes along, 
And it works the oh, way it's happen. supposed yeah, to. Yeah. What do we need the surface for? Tactile. It just feels better to caress your table instead of the <laughs> air. But, yeah, why do I actually need the... I don't need the sensors or anything. I'll just get a piece of plexiglass and let the sensors... You know, and some butcher paper. Up there. I want to see... Well, the, when you're at a bar, right, that has the surface, right, you need something to put your drink on, right? Yeah. And, you, and you wouldn't you like... You, it's just you got your imaginary drink, you put it down. And wouldn't you like a $15,000 table to put that drink <laughs> I, I, on, sir? Phil, Phil, so far you've offered us porn and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> what is it you're Where thinking about? Only on .NET Rocks. Speaking to the audience. You're giving them what they want here in norway that's nice yeah well no that, that, that's, that's what back. i was warned if you want to you don't want to stand out so you better be drinking beer the whole time and you'll be okay so, so there's a lot of people that say well project natal those videos were faked and all that stuff but they actually showed this live on jimmy fallon yeah, or if you watch right? jimmy fallon jimmy uh, i don't know who your guys is uh you guys know jimmy fallon is no no idea jimmy fallon like you know who johnny carson was Anyone here old enough? This one old guy here knows Johnny Carson. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's one of our one of our late night talk show hosts. He's like Conan O'Brien or Jay Leno or a bunch of other people you never heard of. Yeah. Uh, it's like the one Irish guy. He's like oh, Conan O'Brien. I remember him. Oh yes, oh, yes. <laughs> he's just a wee we lad, and he can we get us out of a him. bottle. Yeah, yeah. So he's ours. You claim him. We claim him as our own. Uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, had them on. He's a huge geek, and Jimmy Fallon is actually on Twitter. It's hilarious to listen to this guy because he's, he's very real. And he's a complete geek. So he had the Project Natal guys come on with a couple of different famous actors and stuff. And uh, they wear, they, the problem was they wore red jumpsuits. And so people thought that that it was all about the jumpsuits. Yeah, they must have. They must be wearing red jumpsuits. They looked so like everyone, Devo, man. And, well, they did it because they were trying to have fun. That's what he said on Twitter. And yeah. I believe him. Yeah, it may have made the contrast better. Because they're in a, I mean, they're in a, a studio and they got yeah. lights pointing at them. But because they put the jumpsuits on, now no one believes that it was real. But they had him mm. driving and he would put his foot down and that would be like the gas. And yeah. he was having a blast. Huh. I don't think it was fake. I think it was real. You can go and and uh, and Bing for Jimmy <laughs> Fallon and Project bing. Natal and you'll find that. Uh, are we really going to get a new verb out of this? No, I'm really trying I, to make it work. You really I've are. I tried. You could go and bang for it. <laughs> and you can also you can bong for it, and you can bung. But none of it's working. So I'm going with bang. Oh, there's point. so many ways that you could mistake that URL. So yeah. Well, it's better to go. It's better, <laughs> trying to explain it's, it's that better, to your it's mom. It's better than the previous uh, search engine where we go and live for it. Yeah. <laughs> you say, "Mom, go to Bing." Bong? No, Bing. Bang? No, Bing. Bong? This, this guy on the mic, an, an internal alias at Microsoft. This guy said that a friend of his comes up, female friend, and says, "You know, I want to discuss Bing with you." And, <laughs> and, and he was like, "You know, I just I see us more as friends." <laughs> <laughs> so Bing. So uh, I'm giving Bing a month. I've, I've, I've said how many people browser. here? And not a show of hands, but by but, noise. But how see, many people? A bad experience, though. How many people have used Bing? Yeah. Are you using the Norwegian version, or did you force your locale to US? US. US. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because the Norwegian version is just it's some licensing thing. Basically, all the things outside the US are getting a, a suboptimal experience. I don't know. We'd have to ask the Bing people on Twitter. Maybe somebody can Twitter. Uh, at Bing and ask them what the deal is. Okay, so you have the to thing force about your locale to US. The thing about Bing as a search engine is the all of the little extras that it gives you on oh, the left. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I typed in the the model of my cell phone, and down the left side was the manual and pricing and where yeah, to get it repaired. Yeah. And right. I typed in salary software architect, and it had a chart 
showing uh, the salary of what people make uh, that are software architects. They've had some deal with a, a salary provider. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Hmm? It's, it's cool. I mean, it's I, clever. I, I, it's, cool. it's been good. It's been about 85, 90% of the time. It's giving me what I want. When yeah. it's wrong, though, it's really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's worth trying. But My aren't you finding it. that Google searches are, are not working that well these days, too? Like, Actually, it's funny. I tried to searching for stuff recently, and Bing search results showed up as the top Google item. It's <laughs> 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 to- totally true. <laughs> Bing, Bing hadn't set up their robots.txt file. So Google has been indexing Bing, Bing and recommending oh, Bing search results. That's nice. So I said, we said, why don't we should do this? This is great. This is the best advertising ever. Google suggesting Bing. <laughs> Apparently, it's a professional courtesy. So they need to. And there a, like a blindsearch.com? Yeah, there was a blind search. I don't know if it was a .com, but it was or a, a blind some blind search thing. Yeah, it was, a, it was a blind search. Basically, you type in your URL. He sends it off to uh, I don't know uh, Google Bing. Bing and what's the other one? Yahoo. Yahoo. And then shows you the results without telling you who it's from. And then mm-hmm. you click the one that you like, and then he reveals who it was. Oh, how interesting. And he said that you know, Bing is coming out. You know, it's, like, it's not 50-50. It's like 45-55. But Bing is coming out surprisingly strong in its search wow. results. And they're tuning it like every week. It's getting better. So a friend of mine was saying, man, you know, I'm, I can't use Bing anymore. And I said, why? He said, well, I use it you know, in low bandwidth situations. And they have this big background image that comes up all the time. Oh. So I can't turn that off. So I'm not going to do it. So then I see him about a half an hour later. I said, uh, sent him an email. I said, hey, here's an email to an article showing you how to disable the background. He goes, cool. How'd you find that? I said, I Googled it. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. you know, my most popular post this week is how to set up Bing in Google Chrome. Yeah. <laughs> That's they say you can't have it both ways, but I'm going to have it both ways. You know, it. That is a weird feeling. Phil, what? Phil, you're out of control. Ask you to leave. (laughs) That's what. That's what she said. (laughs) Bang. 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 (laughs) You're gonna have to go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I was I was kind of referring to setting up Bing in Google Chrome, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just shut up now. You can so, <laughs> keep going. This portion of .NET Rocks is brought to you by our good friends at Telerik, without whose support this show would not be possible. If you're a Silverlight or WPF developer, you've heard that having a single code base for your web and Windows user interface is becoming a hot topic. How about building a Silverlight application and then reusing the XAML and the code behind for a WPF application? Your customers will enjoy the identical user experience, and you will enjoy some free time as you have to write the code for both applications only once. This is not a scenario from the future. The guys from Telerik have developed a line-of-business demo application that shows you how to do it all. The application uses Telerik Silverlight and WPF suites, which represent two almost identical tool sets for building rich web and desktop applications. Both are derived from the same code base and share a common API, allowing nearly complete code reuse between WPF and Silverlight development. You got to check it out. Telerik.com slash sales dashboard. Hey, and don't forget to thank them for supporting .NET Rocks. So, Scott, besides Bing, besides Natal, and besides all these kinds of things, what is the coolest 
other thing that you have seen lately that you want to... That I have seen? Yeah. That I have done. I'm living okay. life, man. I'm going out and I'm grabbing life by... All right, my, what are you doing? I built a, uh, an arcade machine. And I am the Hansel Cade. I am doing. I'm going to keep telling people about this until they stop caring. So did you? <laughs> I have lost more followers on Twitter in the last week talking about this thing. So did you use Mame? I um, used Mame. Yeah, Mame is the multi arcade machine emulator. But apparently, anyone here speaks Spanish? Apparently, Mame is a bad word. It means to suck. Nice. <laughs> so I go and I put this thing on Twitter and it says Mame. <laughs> you know, I say, you suck or something. I don't know. But uh, MAME is the standard. It's, it's a, yeah. an arcade machine. So basically, there's these old, old machines out there. They've sucked the ROM. Maybe that's why it is, because they, yeah, the they suck ROMs the ROMs out. You know, they have I mean, ROM. They're old, old computers, because that's what these old arcade yeah. machines are. And uh, there's, there's some very questionable legality about it, because right. technically, you're only supposed to play the games for which you own the ROMs, right? So right. Like, like, I have an old Donkey Kong game that I got the, the board for. So yeah. I suppose I'm not in a legal gray area to say that I can play Donkey Kong. But, you know, the thing. fact is, are they really going to sell these arcade machines again? I mean, what's... Collecting arcade is, machines is, is, a, is a crazy it business. It is, yeah. yeah. And it, it is, a, they are copyrighted things. That yeah. have only, huh. They're only 10 or 15 years old, right? If you're going to play Street Fighter and a non-licensed ROM that you downloaded off of Pirates yeah. whatever, yeah. then, yeah, you, they, they could bust down your door. All right, so you basically put a machine okay, in a Okay, so box. I did it a little differently. So there's, there's the traditionalists that'll go and they'll get the fancy CRT, the 27-inch perfect, yeah. you know, and they'll play this because they want the original experience. But I just put a computer in a box, yeah. and I got an LCD because I want to play Doom on the thing too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I did was... Uh, Basically, there's kind of a continuum, and on the far side, there's like the rich people. So, like Snoop Dogg would go and buy one of these for like four grand that someone would build right, from scratch. Right. Then on the other side, there's uh, you know building it out of plywood and assembling it. And I was kind of in the middle where I wanted to build build some stuff and buy some stuff. So I found an old 1983 video trivia game, and I ripped out the guts. It was pre-built and it was ugly and it was yellowed and moldy, and there were animals living inside it. Huh. Uh, I pulled all the guts out. I mounted a LCD screen inside. I painted the whole thing black. I put my computer inside. I took a an X arcade controller. It's called a tank stick that you can buy for about 150 bucks. Disassembled it. Took the original steel front of the control panel, and then using freaking lasers. <laughs> Is that a brand name? <laughs> Turns out that um, I'm not good at drilling things. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought this like $9 it's called, a, it's called a hole saw Which is a fancy word for a big ass drill And mm. I figured that steel against steel I think it's like a rock paper scissors thing Like steel against steel you know. Basically I burned it I like you know <laughs> Burst into flames Because the steel of the control panel Was much much stronger you're, than you're, the steel Burst into flames Yeah it's crazy. It's crazy So uh, I burned this thing up And then I said Alright fine I'll just pay a guy 100 bucks I gave him a Corel draw file and then a miracle happened, and then the control panel came back with all the holes cut in it. Okay. I took all the buttons from the X-Arcade machine, I transferred them over into the steel control panel, remounted it. And the control panel is cool because it's just a keyboard. Right. You plug it into PS2 in your machine, and you move the joysticks, and you push the buttons, and it presses keys. Right. So the joysticks, uh, so it's on sitting on top of a keyboard that's pressing buttons. No, that's no. They've actually uh, built a PCB, right, of their own. They've got a oh. thing, and you can do mapping. And it's really cool because you actually, 
you plug it in line. So you plug the control panel into your computer. You plug your keyboard into the control panel. So they're kind of like this, right? Like a loop. Uh, like, a, well, like in series, actually, is <laughs> yeah. what they call that. <laughs> not, not like a loop at all, actually. <laughs> I'm just trying to make conversation here. <laughs> anyway, Thanks for trying. Long story short, yada, 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 it's awesome. <laughs> no, what's great about it is that they have a programmable button. So you push this button. You move the joystick left, and then you push the key on the keyboard that you want that to, uh, to work with, right? Yeah, right. So then you can go and you can play all your different games, or whatever game you want. Not just arcade games, but, but Doom or Far Cry or whatever, in a real arcade machine. And uh, I've got flippers on the side, so I can play nice. pinball. And then my next step is going to be making it so when you put a coin in the coin slot, it pushes a keyboard and key on the key, you know, a key on the keyboard, rather, and then that'll be giving me money, right? So this could be a profit thing where yeah, my absolutely. three-year-old will put money in the thing, <laughs> and I'll be able to recoup some of my investment. <laughs> anyway, I put all the details on my blog, and it's you know step-by-step how to make this, and it was just so fun because as a programmer doing mm. software stuff yeah. where anything you write is legacy code the next you know, 10 minutes from now, right. uh, I could actually... Like, put my hands I felt very manly yeah you know what I'm saying hands on I felt hands on and then after yeah. that I bought a grill I started making meat yeah and I started <laughs> digging my hands in the dirt and smelling my fingers and, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. yeah so yeah I'm feeling very manly that's, that's really cool. the net net of the story and the burning the steel didn't, didn't hurt uh, yeah and I yeah. just yeah, drills yeah. and me are a bad idea yeah. actually breaking tools you know bursting into flames <laughs> so what's your favorite MAME game I can't legally tell you. Uh, <laughs> it's the Donkey Kong cane game that I own. <laughs> if you were going to buy an, uh, an authentic ar- arcade if machine. If I were going to buy an authentic arcade machine. Yeah. With a license On the copy. legal market. On the white market. On the white market. <laughs> Which one would it be? Probably Strider. Strider? Yeah. Mm. Nobody you, remembers Strider. No, I don't remember Strider. Right. I'm trying to think. What was the game? Uh, it was this little dude that would run, and he would when he flipped, he did this kind of cool, uh, kind of like flippy thing. I can't can't really show you on the radio here. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a it's just a game, you know. Just a That's side-scrolling cool. fighting. Yeah, game. Art type was good. Yeah, I like uh, Missile Command myself. I like the 1940 whatever <laughs> series, like anything that involves uh, repetitive stress injuries. Yeah, <laughs> was really. Do you great. have a rollerball in your controller too? Oh, I could, ah, yeah. See, I always got to go right to the pain. <laughs> I, I couldn't fit the rollerball in. Oh, uh, yeah, I had to send it back. I, I wanted to do that so I could play Missile Command or, or that. Well, you golf can still game. get a rollerball. A USB yeah, but to go and build ball. a glorious, beautiful stock yeah. thing, right? This is like the difference between making a kit car versus getting an original stock and re re. re- so it's a design word? problem, basically. No, no, it's just like you said. I could always get a rollerball and what? Yeah, Velcro it to the side. Yeah, absolutely. Right? <laughs> you know, what I mean? that's thinking. just like when someone. Yeah. I used to have a. 19- you might have to drill it. Let me actually. get an example. I had, <laughs> that, I, that would be a problem. I had a '63 blue Ford Falcon Futura with stock seats. It was stock, 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 original. And you're asking me to put an MP3 player in the front with a piece of Velcro and some, some that's, tape. That's what I would do. Some yeah. tape. No, I'm not going to get a rollerball. It won't fit, and I'm not going to do it. Okay. Simple things. Well, that brought a conversation to a screeching halt today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I reject your rollerball idea. <laughs> I can't believe we talked about a video I, game that long. No, yeah, I, right. I will stop talking now. Yeah. Let's just see what Phil has to say. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to do with that? Say something dirty. Say something inappropriate. We're waiting on you. (laughs) I've got nothing. (laughs) 
So what else? What else is cool? What's the coolest uh, development tool you've seen lately, since this is a development show? I love Visual Studio. It is the best. <laughs> <laughs> it was much better than Cats. I'm going to see it again and again. Did you do your list again. again for 2009? Did you do your uh, Scott's oh, tool God. list? You just go right to the heart of it, don't you, Carl? No, yeah. I have not updated my tools list. And I'm uh, being told this on Twitter daily. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where's your tool list, Hanselman? Okay. It's a whole year out of date. It's such a big file. I'm well, if like you're going it. to add some tools, what are some that you would add? Because you're obviously using them. I'm using Rhino Edit more and more. Hip- no, I don't Rhino Edit. What am I saying? Hippo Edit. It's Hippo another edit. big fat gray animal, but it's not <laughs> without the horn. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Allende was here earlier with this big Rhino tattoo that he just got. <laughs> yeah. So I've got Rhinos on the mind. So what's Hippo, Hippo Edit? edit. It's kind of like Notepad 2. It's just a very friendly editor. I'm just enjoying it a lot. It's got a little okay. happy hippo picture. And I, nice. It's all about Win- the icon. Windows 7. Ooh. Yeah. Are you using the 7? Uh, oh, yeah. The win- yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Single-handedly going to revitalize the PC freaking industry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it is Suck remarkably good. Suck OS X, right? Yep. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. OS X, right? OS ten. Ah, one of them. Ah, uh, one of those. Yeah. Did yeah. you see the announcement uh, that Windows Seven OEM is going to have a, a pack of touch apps? They had a, a touch app for. Uh, yeah, the there's a whole touch, the touch power pack or something. Yeah, like touch yeah. power pack. I, I saw that thing and I'm like, how do I get? We need that? better. We need better hardware. The thing that's killing me is actually getting a touch monitor that isn't like right. an integrated computer, like a touch. If you put a piece of butcher paper over your. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Projected from the living room. But we are waiting for a vendor to just sell monitors that are touch. Well, well they have them. They well, have. No, but they're not good. The yeah. They're here's not the, that good. I know what you trick, mean. Planar has it's some touch. It's not compassitive, right? Yeah. yeah. Because with the HP TouchSmart, it only holds like two or three. It's two, two points. Two points. Yeah. And you can, and you can mess it points, up. Right? Yes. <laughs> the middle Whichever fingers, fingers yeah. you want to use. Which makes it no fun for the other people who are trying to touch it. So the, right. the touch monitors that you can buy off the street anyway, the planar monitors, which I think have, they've been doing touch monitors for a while, they're okay. single point. Yeah. And they're USB. Single point. And the resolution isn't all that good. No. Yeah. That's what it's been. What we're waiting yeah. for is a multi-touch monitor. Yeah. Like, like uh, well, 10 of them at least, I would think. Yeah. Heck, I mean, anything two up is, and be, is be, good it's enough. It's hard work, though, right? Because, I mean, when you – like, I want to go like this, right? I want to move the virtual earth with all five <laughs> fingers on the screen at the same time. And that's going to make a difference somehow. And you want to see the seas part. <laughs> yeah, you want to actually rip into the planet and look into its core. You know, and, and the thing is, though, I'm already, like, putting my fingers on the keyboard, like, to point at stuff when I show people demos and stuff. Yeah. And then they'll touch. And the next thing you know, you look at your, keyboard, you look at your screen later, and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. So we need a self-cleaning. Who is that guy with Vaseline in his hands? He's just going, <laughs> We need oh, a self-cleaning look, multi-touch yeah. monitor, I what think. What I need is, like, a little squeegee that would pop that's out right. at the side and go, <laughs> and clean, my, clean my monitor. Because seriously, you pick up. The, here, my, let me pull my iPhone out of my butt. Here, where is it? I pick my, pick my iPhone up, and what's the first thing you do is you just go. Yeah, big right. wipe clean off. The, clean the thing off in your shirt, right? That's right. Thing's disgusting. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, but yeah, it's less the smudges from your fingers, uh, more smudges from your face, isn't it? Some industrious, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some industrious um, person is going to come out with an iPhone squeegee now. The yeah. iPhone's Ooh. tiny squeegee. Little squeegees. Nice. I uh, think the guy at the gas station should do that. He fills up the pick and hold out the iPhone for you. Squeeze. Yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't yeah. it? There's an industry there. I if don't you know could what find a full service gas station. Well, if we're, we're not allowed to, uh, unless to pump our in, own gas in Oregon. You know that. You're not allowed to? No, it is illegal in Oregon in the little yeah, town. Yeah, New I'm Jersey, from. too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got that going for us then. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's you can't touch it. You'll, you'll be arrested if you try to pump your own gas. This has been one long edit point right here. <laughs> you're not going to include, not include any minutes. of this? This is gold. There you go. <laughs> you, know, you know how I know this is gold? Norway, do we keep it in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> edit that out, Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm going to make a wave file out of that, and every time I get a new tweet at home, that's going to go, yeah! <laughs> that's my ringtone. Yeah, my ringtone. <laughs> Suck it, Franklin! <laughs> oh, we are so, we're so in trouble. And then, and then when, I, when I get a new email, it'll just be, it'll be hack going, beer and porn. <laughs> Not necessarily oh, in that email. order. Let me check my email. <laughs> I'm so glad this is not live. <laughs> not so what live. Else? What that's else, what man? What else do you like about <laughs> Windows 7? That's what she said. <laughs> I think this is that. Punchiness from Jack. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what time zone I mean, I'm here, in. Here, here, here you're talking about like wanting to do goatsy movements and stuff. <laughs> Edit point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What's the motion you were going for? Was <laughs> I can see the yeah. Project Natal childbirth preparation class right now. Say this is not Mondays now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, Punch! So, so, Punch! So, so, Punch! So, so Visual Studio. You like the C Sharp? Yeah, I like the C Sharp. Like yeah, the C Sharp is pretty good. Yeah. The C Sharp oh, nice. Yeah. Windows 7. Oh, yeah. ooh, boot, That's what v- we're boot to VHD, my friend. Yes. Yes. Holy crap. So now you can take your VHD hard disk and boot them right up. Right. So, what are you using it for that makes you so excited? Okay. So, the deal is that there's always some friend. Who's your dual boot friend? Everyone has this guy, right? He's like, dude, dude, I'm triple booting today. Oh, I got, I've got a Hackintosh, and I've got Linux, I got Windows, Windows XP, Windows for Workgroups 3.11, all booting on the same machine, dude. Oh, you should see my bootloader. I push F8, and I run this bootloader, which then chains into the next bootloader. Everyone's got this friend. And then everyone, the next, Scott. The next day, Everyone. Everyone. That friend is usually me. <laughs> but, <laughs> We're all friends with Scott. And then the next thing that happens is that guy screws up his machine. Oh, I ran F suck on my NTFS drive, <laughs> and I'm screwed. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? The MBR shredded. Yeah, exactly. So I don't. I don't <laughs> dual boot. Shareware tool. I don't, so I don't dual boot. Yeah. So I don't do. I'll do, I don't. I don't dual boot anymore. I don't roll like that. And. Uh, what, what, what boot to VHD means is that you got your regular C drive, and you want to have some other thing. Like, I wanted to install Dev 10 Beta 1, but I don't want to screw up my main machine installing beta software. Right. Yeah. So I get this you know, 10 gig or 15 gig or whatever size I want, VHD. I run BCD Edit, which is a command line tool to set up your, the little F8 menu that you get in Windows. Yep. And you tell it, I don't want you to boot off the C drive. I want you to boot off that file. Uh, it's a hard drive in a file. It's not virtual. It's not VPC. You're not booting off a virtual anything. You're simply virtualizing the file system. So in my, my system, I've got, uh, you know, what is it, Windows 7 release candidate, 7100, the one everybody's got. Right. I hit F8 when I boot up, and then I boot into my VHD, which is some daily build that we got, you know, 71 something something. And that, inside of that, totally fresh, totally safe, sandboxed file system, I installed Dev 10. 
and I did my demos, and I did my, my talk here in Norway, and nobody knows that it's virtual because it's, it's less virtual and more machine. Now, it's just the file system. And are you running the drivers for your hardware in that? Yes, yes, yes. So, so if you go in the device manager, it's my video card, it's my machine, because right. so I'm the on the hardware. I'm okay. not virtual anything. The only thing that's virtual is it says Microsoft Virtual SCSI Disk, huh. which is the... VHD driver. Right. You know what I can see this really helping a lot is in SharePoint development because everybody does SharePoint development in a VPC. You have to, sort of. You bugger it up. Otherwise. Yeah, you bugger it up. So, yeah. so you got all these SharePoint snapshots and things and you totally. got these VHDs that you want. Now you want to run it on the metal, see how it looks. Yeah. Boom. And it's on the metal. There's about a 3 to 5% hit only on the file system. Right. Nothing else. This is really cool, and you yeah, can do cool. this. And there's even a way. It's totally not supported, and we never spoke, and you don't know me. Okay. But there's a way to get... Uh, if, you, if you're running Vista now and you want to try out Windows 7, where you can actually take Windows 7, copy their bootloader over the top of, Win- of Windows Vista, and then make it so within Windows Vista you could boot into a Windows 7 VHD. Oh, interesting. So it would be a way for wow. a Vista person who's afraid to upgrade, and there's no reason there should be, to, uh, <laughs> uh, to run Windows 7. Well, there really is Dude, no reason there seriously, should be. Seriously, Windows 7 is a freaking Or you could joy. just take out your oh, yeah. hard drive and put in another hard drive. I do a little dance every morning when I boot up Windows 7. Yep. I uh, I upgraded my tablet and a amazing I upgraded because normally I'm a paver. Oh, dude, upgrade! The yeah. upgrade was so fast and mm-hmm. actually had more disk space free when I finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it's true. Wait Windows a Seven is smaller. What kind of weirdo operating system is this anyway? It's called Better. Where'd it's, you come it from? It deleted your files. Yeah. That's what it did. It erased something. <laughs> All my pictures are gone, man. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, less yeah, disk space. It's, it's wacky. Yeah. Who, who, who wrote this operating system? Where did it come from? I'm confused. It's good. <laughs> no, it is good. And even the even the beta of Windows 7, the earliest beta, was fat, running faster than XP and with less memory footprint. Well, and by the time the show comes out, I mean... We're shills, though. We're all Microsoft shills. Shills, yeah. Yeah, yeah. shills. Yeah. What's a shill in Norwegian? Like a shill is like a guy you can't trust because he's telling you his product's good, but you yeah. know he really is like going to get money. Like the ShamWow guy. You guys don't have ShamWow here. I don't. No, they don't have ShamWow. What's it called in Norwegian? If you have, uh, if you if you can't be trusted to sell something because you know you're going to get money for it, a scapegoat. Can you say that with an accent? (laughs) (laughs) I guess there's no word for that. It's called a shill, and that's what we are. So the point I'm making, car salesman. Yeah, like a car salesman. Yeah. You know, I'm saying that people can't trust us, though. Well, they can trust Richard and I. They just can't trust you. That's true. They can't trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I love Windows Seven. Yeah. Buy Microsoft stock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a great experience with it. Yeah, it's awesome. Boot to VHD is totally changed the way I'm doing dev right now. It's awesome. And it works in Windows Server 2008 R2 also. So I can make my laptop a uh, server machine too just by booting off VHD. Well, you know, I think if I may get it. Okay, let's get ready for it, everybody. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Let's do well, it. I think, I mean, that feature is obviously great for someone like Scott who presents a lot, but I think the one that uh, is really going to be interesting for a lot of people is the, the ability for you to run an application in Windows XP in Win 7. Ah, that's and, the other thing. Virtual yeah. XP. Vir- yeah, Virtual XP. Mm-hmm. You can uh, install a program in the Virtual XP, and then the next time you'll get an icon in your programs on the Win 7. That's true. And you just double-click on the icon, and it loads, it, loads up uh, the app. But it, what it's doing is loading up Windows XP and, and kind of putting, drawing the app right there. If you Have know you what seen I mean? this? Yeah, yeah. So everything is integrated, so it just looks like another window, yeah, but it's a Windows XP. You can copy and paste from Win 7 XP back and right. forth. I all like of that. the feature. I think it's a great idea. I wonder if it's a checklist item. Like it's to make people comfortable that don't worry, your XP app will work for sure because you can run it in XP mode. Well, but how many people are actually to going to need it? And that, that's the thing that's funny. I installed it with like, oh, this is great. I can run all those not compatible apps. Well, 
there, I don't have any. Yeah, I'm trying to find a not compatible app. But then I thought about, well, let's say that the, like my accountant, right? He's been running XP. He's got some obscure VB3 thing. Yeah. And we just don't know how that's going to run. Yeah. Because it was custom item. to build. He well, may need that. You yeah. just don't know. Actually, I there's the classic bug in programs that are looking at the version of the operating system where if they don't see something like, let's say they're looking for a 64-bit operating system, so they look for X64 in the operating system name, but it's not in Windows Vista Ultimate, and it's not in Windows right, 7. Right, but this is, there's, there's, there's three different levels of compatibility. There's just stuff, wor- well, actually four. There's stuff just working because it's compatible. Right. Like you, just, you, you run an application, and it, it doesn't do that version check. Okay. Yeah. Then there is the right-click on the program and hit, Properties compatibility. compatibility then you right. can do patching. You can actually say when this guy calls git version, lie. Right. Mm-hmm. They, call it, they call it shimming, actually. Yeah, I call it lying. As yeah. opposed to shilling. Right. So then there's another layer, which is this app compatibility thing where Windows itself knows about certain programs and warns you. It'll say yeah. this program has problems. But there's also that's happening silently. There are programs that are historical that have problems, and Windows is going to lie to those programs. And when they make certain API calls, give them the answer that they expect. Because if, br- if Windows breaks some API and then 10 different apps you know, freak out, they have to yeah. keep that working. And then there's doing something like virtual XP. where. So I think that there's, there's, you've got compatibility at enough layers that it, if right. you want to get it to work, you probably can. Yeah. It's right. the low-level stuff you get nailed on, right? Right. Drivers yeah. and things. Yeah. I probably. haven't had anything I haven't been able to run. You could run VisiCalc on Windows 7 probably. <laughs> You should ask Dan Bricklin yeah, if that's possible. One. I think you run it. I think you, Yo, run you it. go to Dan Bricklin's website, VisiCalc, and you yeah, can just... Is there VisiCalc in JavaScript now anyway? I'm, I don't know, but I know you can run the real thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I wonder is if this is going to be, because obviously we don't have any insight into it, but if this is going to be the strategy to allow Windows to evolve in a way that is breaking from, from the past. Because we go to great so. lengths. If you ever read Raymond Chen's blog, yeah, yeah. you'll know like incredible lengths to keep it backwards compat all the way back to VisiCalc. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, at some point, you, know, you wonder if that can continue to scale if you're trying to innovate. But if you've got all the disk space in the world and all the memory in the world. Right, and processor power out the which, wazoo as well. Which we effectively do. Yeah. I think it's great. Uh, emulation and, it's about time. and, and we virtualization. Should ago. We should be able to build now an operating system that's well, and maybe this is really what Win Seven is—a really clean operating system that doesn't have any compatibility features, really, but it runs these emulators and virtualizers to be able to go back to the old apps if you need to. It's true. If people who really got the virtualization religion, like they know that this is the way to go. Like yeah. Je- Jeff Atwood had this post. Uh, Jeff Atwood, who runs CodingHorror.com, has been running his web server inside a VM, and when he switched ISPs, he just took the VM and he copied to the other ISP, booted it up, <coughs> set his IP address, he's boom. Well, yeah. Dr. Rockstein, RTV, Hansel Minutes, uh, Run As Radio are all running inside virtual machines. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Really? For that I'm running inside reason. a VM yeah, right, virtual, now? Man. right now. Oh and you God. didn't even yeah. know it. That's right. <laughs> wow. Well played. We are Franklin. not here. Well played. <laughs> we are not here. So you've got the religion. Yeah, absolutely. Because for the same reason, that machine goes down, I have one file I've got to move. All right, are you files, carrying me around seriously. in your pocket right now? I have <laughs> on my zip drive, man. Wow. And that's I feel, not a you feel so close to you right now? <laughs> that's cool. It's good. I'm all yeah. about the VMs. Yeah, sure. It's good. Virtual server. We're about out of time. We're about out of time. Yeah. That's wow. it. Wow. This is the first content-free episode of .NET Rocks. Hasn't it been great? <laughs> I've really enjoyed myself. It's refreshing. <laughs> we should do this more. No, there we should. There you go. I like, I normally, I like normally the side keep the content-free like, shows on like, your show. I like who I am when I'm with you, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I like me more when I'm they with you. They all say that. They all say that. Phil's line, actually. 
Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and say your line, Phil. You're known for it now. Phil, we're all looking for you for that. Uh, no, nothing. Beer. All right, guys. Let's go have a beer. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks again. Norway, we love you. We'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. Thanks. .NET Rocks is recorded and produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio, audio mastering, video, post-production, and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter and offering custom on-site classes in Microsoft development technology with expert developers. Online at www.franklins.net. For more .NET Rocks episodes and to subscribe to the podcast feeds, go to our website at www.dotnetrocks.com. Got a transmitter band by the FCC. Yes, I 